0: Welcome to wobblies and wizards i am your host logar the barbarian joined by my guest today crab the creator of the devil game welcome
1: oh thank you thank you so much for having me i'm a big fan of the podcast oh,
0: thank you I, I really appreciate that it means a lot to me
1: oh absolutely
0: <laughs> so we got we got a zine thursday you've got a zine that you're working on now and it's for something that i'm kind of into and hyped about which is liminal horror and it's called the devil game i like that name
1: yeah yeah it's um it's it's a good it's a good name i love liminal horror um i became almost immediately obsessed with it i ran one session and decided that that was probably the game that i had to write (laughs) for as soon as possible and yeah the devil game um the devil game i think is kind of an opus to my experience in getting into games in general like i'm chronically online and uh, <laughs> always chasing trends. And that's like exactly what this adventure is about. So, <laughs> uh,
0: so tell me about that. I'm curious to know more. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, So to, a little bit of background about myself. I started on the uh, social media app, TikTok, started making like silly little meme videos about uh, Dungeons and Dragons, and then found a community that uh, uses the hashtag beggar talk, yes. uh, where they talk about random, uh, like indie and, and like smaller games, and spent way too much money after finding that hashtag. <laughs> um, and so uh, obviously, I, I spent a lot of time on TikTok. And one of the things that fascinates me is the way that trends spread, like, well, like almost like sickness, like, it, mm-hmm. like it just infects everybody. Uh, and so. Yeah. That's kind of where this adventure started was like, what if you took one of the scariest things and one of the things that plagues tabletop RPGs, which is like satanic panic stuff and just infused it with the other, uh, you know, plague of youth, uh, social media trends.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I, I appreciate it. That's interesting. That's that's a neat neat idea there. So how, how does that play out in the game (laughs) Uh,
1: yeah yeah one of the one of my favorite parts about this adventure and writing adventures in general is coming up with people that are not exactly bad people but are clearly very like selfish Uh, (laughs) and, uh, and so you know everybody in this adventure wants something and wants something that is at odds with somebody else. And that puts uh, the players in an interesting place where they kind of have to make friends and, and try to uh, decide who's in the right and who's in the wrong. And, Hopefully, they'll they'll get it right or they'll get it wrong. And then that'll be surprising for them to kind of see how their decisions play out. Um, that's one of my favorite things about Liminal Horror is the, the way that it describes factions and their goals. So it was fun to get to play with that a little bit in writing this adventure. That's
0: good. That's good. So the overall idea of the adventure is that can you if you were to give me a synopsis of what the adventure the basic idea behind it is what would you say that synopsis is Um, yeah
1: (laughs) Yeah. um my my three-sentence pitch is that the devil game is about a teenager who makes a decision to sell out her friends for internet fame it just so happens that in doing so she also lets in these like demonic entities um, and then publicizes all of that through social media and it becomes extremely popular uh, as this is all happening there are, there's a priest that's trying to like save her soul mm-hmm. and also selfishly trying to gain back his congregation mm-hmm. and a uh, professor of occultist literature that is trying to further his study of, uh, of the infernal, of the demonic oh. um, and players get to uh, yeah interact with all of these people <laughs> and hopefully help them or hinder them uh, in achieving their
0: goals. Excellent, excellent. So this is your first zine you've been putting together, and I'm taking a look at what you have here. It's looking good so far. Can you tell me about how what how, what it was like? What like what it was it that prompted you to put this together? Jump on doing a zine. What has been what's it been like doing it?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. So i've I've written um I've written two other adventures, um one called Frusnanor for Merkborg, uh, and one called uh, Death King Calling for Frontier Scum. And this go around, I was like, liminal horror is extremely popular. I bet I could get this like printed. I bet I like, we'll we'll just have to do it. Like I'll, I'll just get it done. I went the route that I did, which is pre-orders on coffee because it was the only way that I could get it up on like a Tuesday afternoon doing almost no work, Mm -hmm. uh, which is how I like to operate generally is like (laughs) just uh, spur of the moment, um, doing things without thinking about them too much. Um, and so, you know, I, I've, I've had some experience like writing and doing layout, Uh, but this was the first time where I had to take into account all of the printing side of things as well, which is a bizarre hurdle to try to cross when you're, once you, once you step out of just like, this looks good. And into like, this can come out of a printer, like physically it's possible for it to be printed. That's, it's a whole different ball game. Um, yeah. So it's, tell it's me about that,
0: that process there. What what were some of the hurdles there and hindrances and things you had to maneuver around and figure out?
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Of course. Absolutely. Uh, the, the big one is, uh, like printing fundamentals like i'm printing through a company called mixam and they have you know these guidelines where it's like the outside edge needs um uh, it's like 10 millimeters or half, quarter of an inch or something around the outside edge where nothing important can be in that space because it could get cut off or it could get misprinted because it's right at the edge um and then if you're doing any um like background fill, it has to go past the edge of the page so that when it gets cut, there won't be like a, a white line or anything that's mm-hmm. called bleed. And uh, and and then the other big one has been figuring out how it will look actually printed on paper because, you know, digitally it's all, you could just see it, you know, when you, when yeah. you just export a PDF, you can just open it and that's what it's going to look like for pretty much everybody. But printed, you kind of have to think about, okay, well, what's, what's going to lay on the inside where the, where the seam is, or in this case, like where the fold is and how much space do I need to leave to make sure that it's like clean and legible while also (laughs) being, um, you know full and seeming complete you know that that's been the hardest part i think is is getting that that perfect like big enough to to feel like present but not so big that it's going to cause printing problems it's it's a bizarre headache uh trying to skirt around <laughs> those two uh those two goals <laughs>
0: so i'm curious what have you been using for the layout and stuff do you are you doing all the, the all the layout and everything's yours and is that correct and
1: yeah yeah um i uh i designed um, I designed a special cover which um, I've decided originally I was I was like if we hit 10 pre-orders we'll do a special cover it'll be in color and then I was like you know what this cover that I made looks too good Um, (laughs) I use the uh, affinity suite of tools so um, yeah I made the cover in affinity photo and all of the layout is done by me in affinity publisher um, with lots of help from Kirby who's been on the podcast recently of disaster tourism uh, Jeff Baker from happy jack games who is also on this podcast and then another friend of mine zach who's at bam max games who's also my editor uh he's been very helpful as i send him things and he goes that doesn't look quite right maybe you should do it a different way and i'm like thank you that's helpful we'll do it a different way um yeah uh, all all layout is by me the cover art is by me and yeah, it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. Maybe, maybe it's a good, uh, it's a good idea. Maybe to pay someone who's a professional if you want to do it, if you want to do it for real and do it easier uh, with <laughs> fewer headaches. But I, I'm okay with the headaches.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you gotta have the money to pay a professional. that. <laughs> you know yeah. I ain't got the extra cash ninety percent of the time. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, absolutely, absolutely. Like learning to do it yourself makes it a lot cheaper. But what you save in uh, what you save in money, you more than make up for it. And uh, dang it, I think I did that wrong. We'll have to go back in. Um, I think I'm on like export number 12 at this point of just like, oh, I missed. This is supposed to be a different font or like this is too big. And but it's fun. It's a lot of fun. I really enjoy doing layout. Uh, I can't recommend Affinity Publisher enough if you want quick and easy. Let's just get it up on each kind of kind of layout. I, I love it for that
0: excellent that's great that's great so what got you into wanting to write your own stuff and i like like where's this i'm sure if you listen to the show you probably heard me ask this a million times how'd you get into the game and how does that go into i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna put my stuff out there
1: (laughs) yeah so actually i think i uh, i owe all of my uh all of my interest in writing at the feet of jeff from happy jack games we were talking about a game that he's been working on called um Tales from the Crypt, I think is the name of it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh man, it'd be so fun to like write a game. I just don't think that I could do it. I think I'll just stick with playing games. And he was like, I don't know. I think you could do it. And I thought, all right, I guess we can try it. And I wrote Frust Nanor, which was an adventure that, um, I like to call like everybody's second Merkborg adventure. Like mm-hmm. you've run Rot Black Sludge and now you're looking for something else. And this is the adventure that I ran for everybody who had played Rot Black Sludge and wanted <laughs> a second game, um, so yeah, like like it was a lot of I don't want to say peer pressure because I feel like that sounds pretty negative, but it was it was a lot of uh, a lot of friendly cooperation and uh, friendly um, friendly incentive to to get started and give it a try. And I'm really glad that I did because I, I find it just so cathartic and enjoyable to Excellent. actually play the things that I wrote. You know?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It, well, how did you get into games and whatnot to begin with? Like role playing in general, was there? Do you have much a long history with it, or is it something you picked up more recently? Or oh,
1: this is such a good question. Um, <laughs> I, in 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 like 2015, I played Pathfinder First Edition yeah. with my now brother-in-law and i played for like a year and i hated it so much i don't talk to any of that group anymore oh no <laughs> um yeah i was like i was like man like this isn't this isn't fun it's confusing there's way too many numbers and like everybody here is mean i'm like i, I don't want to play games and then i got uh, after that i got really into board games and i would go to like like my my local game store and I, every every time i'd walk in i'd see like a dnd starter set and i'd be like ah i want to i want to try it again but maybe not right now and then and finally, I think like Target was having a buy one get one free sale, and I was like, "Well, I want this board game, and then I'll get the free one, which is the D D starter set." Hmm. Um, played that, and was like, "This okay? I, I see what I see what this is all about. I like it." Joined TikTok, and now I have like probably like over a hundred games that I've bought between <laughs> like physical books and, and PDFs for Mitch and stuff like so yeah it's a it's a slippery slope once you realize what they can do you know. <laughs> Was
0: there were, were there any uh, styles of games that you started to discover when you started discovering all these little indie games and stuff like that or any specific ones that stand out to you or that you tend to gravitate towards or?
1: Yeah the the bulk of my shelf is made up fr- uh, made up of uh, free league published games. They're um, year zero Zero engine is like uh mm. I don't know, it just scratches mm. an itch in my brain. Oh that I, I can't I
0: love it. I love the year zero engine and the new yeah. o- the new open license they put out. I like I like it. I'm, I, the, yeah,
1: I was, <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I, I don't know what it is about those games. They just they do something for me. Um, and then uh, the big one was Alien. I started playing Alien, and I was like, this is exactly how I want to run games. Um, I just want to like kill player characters constantly. And then uh, somebody was like, hey, if you like that, you should check out the OSR. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe. <laughs> um, and now you know, now here I am. All of my all of my writing and all of my friends are uh, are deep in the OS. OSR and in the NSR, the new school revolution, which um, I dig because it, you know, it takes a lot of influence from games that I can see the appeal of that I don't necessarily like. I'm not a huge fan of narrative games, but NSR games take all of that and then just like graft it onto an OSR structure. And that for whatever reason, perfects it in my opinion. I love it so much.
0: I, I, I appreciate you. I like it. And I think that there's a lot of like Super innovative stuff happening and coming out from folks. There's things that I've I I, I could have not even imagine. I've been playing these games for decades, and like that's where the new stuff comes from. All these yeah. like, little indie creators cranking out stuff, and then they come up with some kind of oh wow, that's a cool idea. That's neat. Yeah. <laughs> that's where all the cool yeah. stuff comes from. I like yeah, it.
1: absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm a fan.
0: No doubt, no doubt. Now, uh, you you mentioned the, the year zero engine. I want to talk about that for a second. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely. love it. I ran Forbidden Lands. I haven't had a chance to run Alien yet, but I did run Forbidden Lands and Vassine and a few others. And I love the system. I think it's a really good one. I uh, there are like two different variations out there now the step system and then the the regular dice pull system that Alien yeah I think, uses. um and I'm hoping with the new like it's always had an open license there hasn't been a glut of stuff put out for it but some people have put out like little indie like uh like uh, adventures and everything else like that but. I think there's a lot of potential there. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And they added, uh, with that new license, they added a bunch of the chase mechanics and stuff from mm-hmm. Blade Runner, which I think is their their newest one up until their recent Kickstarter, um, which is a, a game that um, actually, that I think that was my first year Zero Engine game. I kickstarted it, read the PDF while I was working, read the entire thing and went, this is exactly the game that i won and then i bought like five more (laughs) games after that uh like most of my shelf is is year zero at this point i i love forbidden lands i i'm actually running a an open table forbidden Lands game right now um and yeah like it's it's so much fun i it 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 takes away a lot of the pain points i think from that kind of traditional like dungeon crawly game um puts a lot of the minutiae into much more like abstract elements, like the usage die for um, for like torches and arrows and stuff, I think is just beautiful. It does a lot of really great, really great stuff, uh, which oh, is, I... yeah, I love it so much.
0: Oh yeah. Awesome. stuff. I agree. It's great stuff. So anyhow, we're, we're about on time. Could <laughs> you tell the listeners where they can, where they can follow you, where they can pick up some of your stuff and where they can check you and your workout? Yeah, absolutely. I am uh, at crab dominion
1: everywhere. Um dominion.itch io is uh is where i live for the most part um you can pre-order the devil game until april 30th at bit.ly forward slash the devil game and each of those words are capitalized bit.ly bit.ly forward slash the devil game that's uh that's a, a mouthful but you can check me out there as well um, if you're interested
0: <laughs> excellent excellent well thank you for coming on it's been good getting a chance to talk
1: absolutely thank you so much for having me it's <laughs> been such a pleasure i'm a big fan
0: thank you i really appreciate that means a lot if you've enjoyed what you've heard here give us a positive review wherever you're listening you can find us on facebook there's wobblies and wizards wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog i'm on twitter and tiktok at logar Hale crom we're on patreon patreon.com backslash wobblies and wizards and as always keep those dice rolling